Welcome to another episode of 2A to B, or not 2A to B. Uh, today we're going to talk about neurodegenerative disorders. We're going to quickly go through what we can find about them and then go for some questions and try and include it all in one episode. Yeah. We don't know anything Ooh. about this. No, so it's fine. We'll give it a go. So you can do dementia imaging with a variety of imaging modalities, mm-hmm. including CT and MRI for structure mm-hmm. and FDG PET and SPECT for function. Yes. Pearl. On FDG PET, the motor strip is always preserved in dementia. Look at this image. So people can always move when they've got dementia. Yeah. They can't because of Parkinson's, but... Yeah, yeah they can move, but weirdly, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, what's the most common cause of dementia? Mm, vascular. No. Alzheimer's. Yes. The most likely question is hippocampal atrophy. Yeah, which we've seen on CT. Yeah, yeah. and we know. Mediotemporal areas, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is first, that mm-hmm. happens first. And out of proportion to the rest of the brain atrophy, mm-hmm. we've definitely seen that. They could ask temporal horn atrophy more than three millimetres, okay. which is seen in more than 65% of the cases. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Moving on. Multi-infarct dementia. Yeah. This is the second most common cause mm. of dementia. Cortical infarcts and lacuna infarcts are seen on MRI. Most likely to be shown as an PET FDG case, demonstrating multiple scattered areas of decreased activity. Makes sense. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. It's old dead brain. Okay. Next, crossed cerebellar discysis. Is that familiar to you? No, I've never heard of that. Okay, me neither. It's great. Depressed blood flow metaz- metabolism affecting the cerebellar hemisphere after a contralateral supratentorial insult, whether it be infarct, tum- tumor resection, or radiation. Okay. So think hemispheric, mm-hmm. so right hemispheric, side. infarct, resection, radiation, other site cerebellar. Decreased, decreased blood flow metabolism affecting that. Okay. And it creates an aren't many appearance. Okay. Which it gives me a picture of, but it doesn't explain. But actually, it does look quite aren't many on pet. It looks a bit like a... Uh, what's that cake called that's pink and white? Battenberg. <laughs> I knew before you even said cake. You like, it looks a bit like... And I was actually going to say Battenberg cake. Yeah. <laughs> On coronal. Yeah, really nice. Yeah. I'm into it. Aren't many. And what's it called? Crossed cerebellar diaschisis. Diaschisis. D-I-A-S-C-H-I-S-I-S. Oh, d- like diaschisis. Diaschisis. Exactly how you were saying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's really interesting. I've never heard that. of that. I've never heard of that. Next. Dementia with lure bodies. Mm. This is the third most common cause of dementia, second most common neurodegenerative, with a very similar clinical picture to dementia seen with Parkinson's, with the major difference being that in dementia with Lewy bodies, the dementia comes first, rather than the movement. The hippocampi remain normal in size, and you have some decreased FDG uptake in the lateral occipital cortex with sparing of the mid-posterior cingulate gyrus, and that's called cingulate island sign. So, Lewy body dementia, Mm -hmm. you have, let me just clarify that I was listening properly, 
reduced FDG uptake in the lateral occipital areas actually yeah but you the, your cingulate gyrus is still firing on all cylinders sparing of the mid posterior which i think they mean the cingulate gyrus adjacent to that area adjacent <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i mean yeah i do yeah okay lovely and i haven't got a picture no but that's okay i think we can try to visualize a picture. Yeah. A picture. i mean we have a picture okay and finally excuse the pronunciation <laughs> I'm so excited. Is it Bishwanger or whatever? Binswanger. Binswanger. We've talked about this before. Do you remember when we talked about it? Yeah, in the white matter stuff. Yeah. I can't remember what it is. It's uh, vascular. It's something vascular. Vascular plus dementia, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me. Yeah. This is a subcortical leukoencephalopathy. <laughs> This is a subcortical leukoencephalopathy yeah. that affects older people, 55 and up, Ooh. strongly associated with hypertension. Mm. It's basically a form of small vessel vascular dementia. Fine. Which is exactly what you said to me. Yeah. It classically spares the subcortical U fibers. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. In brackets, see page. X for an explanation on what the fuck U fibers are. Thank we had you. this conversation <laughs> like that. Okay, so that's the text for this Fine. bit, and we're just gonna go over a quick table of pet findings of these neurodegenerative disorders, but also some others. Okay, confusingly, but anyway, I find it weird that Parkinson's isn't mentioned in any of these. I know, you know, I know. Because like people get MRI imaging. For yeah. Parkinson's. Well, like, I've had that over a lot of these. Yeah. I haven't seen Huntington's, I haven't seen Lou Boldies. I've seen really? Alzheimer's, obviously. Yeah. But then the next one that I've seen is probably um, Parkinson's. Yeah. Anyway. I find it really strange. Anyway. Um, so this is talking about FDG pets. Yeah. FDG pets. Yeah. Tell me. Um, so Alzheimer's. Mm. Oh, I'm just really annoying because this one. Anyway, um, where do we think there's going to be activity? Activity? Yeah. Everywhere else other than the. Um, is that how it works? No, I think actually you get activity in the in the in the like dying in bits. the dying bit. Okay. Um, and I'm just going to tell you. Yeah. Low posterior temporal parietal cortical activity. Low posterior temporal parietal. Identical to Parkinson dementia. Uh, honestly. As if we know. Move we? on. Yeah, you haven't told us about Parkinson. I mean, maybe you have. I've gone to a different text. It's still right. a bit difficult. Anyways, then our second most common dementia was... Like a vascular. Multi-infarct. Scattered areas of decreased activity. Yeah, because it's dead brain. Yeah, but then why do we have... dead. It's not dying. It's oh, yeah. dead. It's just, let's just think of it like yeah. that. Yeah, it's already gone. Um, and then... Mimics Lyme, HIV, vasculitis. I mean, vasculitis, that makes sense. Yeah. It could be a mimic. Does it? Yeah, because it's vascular. So you'd expect if you have like a. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, and then um, the third most common cause of dementia Lewy body. Um, and that's going to have low activity in the occipital. Like symmetrical lateral bits of the occipital wall. In lateral occipital cortex. cortex. Yeah. And um, you get some mid posterior singular gyrus sparing. 
Preservation of the mid-posterior cingulate gyre is called... A cingulate island or something. Sign. Perfect. Yeah, thank you. And then this one, which we haven't um, talked about, so apologies for this. Picks slash frontotemporal slash depression. So you're going to get low FTG uptake in like, the frontal bit. Perfect. Yeah. Depression is a mimic. You can put it there. Right. And then finally, depression's a mimic. Yeah. You get FDG changes in depression. Mm. That's wild. That's a shiny day. Yeah. Your brain's literally metabolically they are definitely... unactive. Mad. Yeah. Mad. Yeah. And finally, Huntington's. <clears throat> Any idea? Huntington's affects the basal ganglia. Yeah. Low activity in the caudate nucleus and putamen. Huh. So, Perfect. Perfect. Okay, that's a great summary. Yes. We're now going to move on to some questions. Lovely. We may or may not have covered these things. Sure, sure. We've got but we'll we'll I learn. felt that they were kind of within this category. Yeah, delightful. Some of them are more neurodegenerative. Some of them are more atrophy, brain, general yeah, brain yeah, atrophy. I'm into it, I'm into it. Okay, great. So, I'm first question. For your question choice. <laughs> I mean, they're the, you know. I get cross because I don't know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> a 35 year old presents with progressive personality chains and increasing withdrawal. Yeah. CT brain demonstrated cerebral atrophy affecting the frontal lobes yeah. and anterior temporal lobe yeah. with associated compensatory enlargement of the frontal horns of the lateral ventricles. Yeah. So they've got frontal atrophy, they've got pics. The rest of the brain was normal. What is the most likely diagnosis? Oh, lovely, pics. Well done. What are the options? Pics is the last one. Alzheimer's, yeah. Parkinson's, yeah. progressive su- supranuclear palsy, yeah. Fabry's, yeah. pics. I don't know what Fabry's is, but otherwise... We have spoken we about have it. We have spoken about it, but I can't remember what it is. I'll look that up for a moment. Yes. I'm just going to read you the blurb and the answer. Please do. Um, what? Maybe I'm looking at the wrong answer. Pick's disease. Mm. Striking disproportional atrophy of the frontal and anterior temporal lobes in a young patient is typical of Pick's disease, which is also known as frontotemporal atrophy. In Alzheimer's disease, there is medial temporal lobe atrophy with compensatory enlargement of the temporal horns. Parkinson's disease results in a generalised cerebral atrophy. Progressive supranuclear palsy results in atrophy of the midbrain, globus pallidus, and frontal lobes. And you've just thought to, they've just ignored Fabry's. Fabry's disease is a multi-system disorder from an X-linked inborn error of metabolism. It's a lysosomal storage disorder. Um, it's just not... It's just, I don't think it's anything to do with... with brain. Yeah, neurological small vessel ischemia is the main mechanism of central nervous system manifestations with ischemic strokes, especially of the posterior circulation common. Multi-infarct dementia okay. is what you see in Fabry's. Okay, so nearly, should I put right in nearly multi uh, Fabry's in there? No, no, I don't think so. Okay, fine. Sorry. Next question, but really well done. Next question. Sorry, can you... No, you'll have said it. What? No, I was just going to ask you to repeat the thing. You said something after uh, supranuclear pools. Yeah, progressive supranuclear Yeah, because that's a Parkinson's plus, isn't it? I think so. And it said about that. It's something. Actually, the midbrain, globus pallidus, and frontal lobes. Okay. Whereas Parkinson's, Parkinson's global. Yeah. Next question. A 39-year-old man was being investigated for progressive involuntary movement. On CT. Very exciting. On CT, he was found to have... Chordate atrophy with compensatory enlargement 
of the anterior horns of the lateral ventricles. Yeah. What one? What would one expect to see on MRI imaging? Okay. So what are we thinking? So we're thinking he's got like a hunting Yes, yeah, agreed. So then... So I'm wondering if... I, well, it didn't... We didn't go over no. what it showed, but I'm imagining that you're going to get some T2. We did go over nonsense. pet stuff. Yeah, pet yeah. stuff. You get like yeah. bright stuff in the globus, the basal ganglia. Yeah. Or low activity, sorry. Low activity? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm imagining on MRI you're going to get T2 high. Yeah. Where? In the basal ganglia. Okay, so I'm going to tell you the options. Yeah. AI of the tiger sign. Well, I don't know what that is. Was that not... I know we had um, not limit to clue, but then we had another tiger strike thing. What was that? That was one of the paediatric uh, leukodystrophies. Okay. And it was tiger strike. It was leopards and leopard spots and zebra stripes okay. and a butterfly. Yeah, something about a butterfly. Because it was the, yeah. Because yeah. it's multicolored. Yeah. Let's stop talking because okay. we're just. No, it's. I'm fine. just googling eye of the tiger okay. sign. One moment. Eye of the tiger sign, the globus pallidus. The eye of the tiger sign refers to abnormal low T2 signal on MRI due to abnormal accumulation of iron okay. in the globus pallidus. Accumulation of iron is that? That's what Wilson says. No. What is it? So if you've got like hemochromatosis, like thalassemia, so, exactly, yeah. uh, or any reason why you'd have an accumulation of iron. So if you're having iron, if you're having loads of blood, like or thalassemia. Okay. Um, the eye of the tiger sign is most classically associated with pantothenate kinase-associated neurodegeneration, although it's not pathognomonic. There's no formalised criteria for the sign. Other conditions include Wilson's atypical oh. Parkinsonism and organophosphate poisoning. Fine. Whatever. Okay, next. B. High signal in the corda impudiment on T2-weighted MRI Yeah, that's what I'd go for. High signal in the thalamus. Loss of the pars compactor. High signal in the pons. What's the pars compactor? Sorry. Definitely. Okay. You look up the old Question 56. High signal in the corda imprutament on T2-weighted MR images. Yeah! The patient has Huntington's chorea, which has autosomal dominant inheritance and is characterised by involuntary choreothetoid movements and severe memory impairment. The age at which symptoms occur is dependent on the length of the trinucleotide CAG repeat mutation on chromosome 4, but it's typically around 40 years. On imaging, there is bilateral atrophy of the chordate lobe with compensatory enlargement of the frontal horns of the lateral ventricles. High signals seen within the chordate putamen in the juvenile form, which is interesting, isn't it? I thought it was I wasn't um, That's right. 100% listening. <laughs> I'll let you off. I'll listen again. Two more. questions more. Yep. Left, I should... Oh, sugar. I've just turned that one off. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, this is really annoying. I'm just going to have to hold your horses. Excuse me. Oh, no. I'm just... I can pause, can't I? Yeah, I'm just going to... I don't know if I can pause. 
Well, we can come back to this question another time. No, how nice. Like, we haven't got that many for this. Um... <laughs> talk about something. Um, <coughs> what can I tell you about? <laughs> I'm going to talk about radio tracers. Technetium 99 DTPA is a transient perfusion agent. There is no uptake within the brain parenchyma as it does not cross the blood brain barrier. DTPA is used for planar imaging only. It's uncommonly used as a radio tracer for cerebrovascular things. Uh, technetium 99M HMPAO or technetium 99ECD, they're both perfusion agents that cross the blood brain barrier to be retained in the cell. Technetium 99MECD is enzymatically modified. In contrast, technetium 99MHMPAO simply needs to be protonated to be trapped. Thus, ECD is only taken up by living cells, while HMPAO uptake is a marker of perfusion. In the evaluation of subacute infarct, the phenomenon of luxury perfusion can cause HMPAO uptake to increase due to the increased perfusion, while ECD will show the true defect representing the infarct core. Um, of these two agents, ECD is generally preferred for brain imaging compared to HMPAO. ECD has a more rapid blood pool clearance, better shelf life, more accurate characterization of perfusion, and it's only taken up by living cells. Both traces are used for spect imaging. That's my interlude. Great, thank we'll you very much. At some point. Some point yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. So this is more related to atrophy, but I've put it in. A 63-year-old male undergoing a CT for unwitness fall had marked widening of the cerebellar sulcal spaces suggestive of cerebellar atrophy. Yeah. Which of the following is unlikely to be a cause? Oh, this is going to be a hard one. Phenytoin, right. alcohol, right. ataxia telangiectasia, tuberous sclerosis, bronchial carcinoma. Oh, um, can you read those to me again? Of course. Phenytoin, cere- uh, booze, uh, bronchial carcinoma. Yes. And then something about, what was the telangiectasia? Ataxia telangiectasia. Yeah, I mean, I feel like. And then tuberous sclerosis. Um, I'm going to plump for tuberous sclerosis. Yeah. But I don't know. But um, I need to find the right paper now. Answers. Let me tell you while you're looking at that. No, 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 it's two seconds. Brain death. <laughs> Tuberous sclerosis. Ooh, lovely. Tell me why. Phenytoin, alcohol, ataxic telangiectasia, and perineoplastic syndrome from a bronchial tumour all result in cerebellar atrophy. Other causes are marijuana, steroids, radiation, multi-system atrophy, and gluten insensitivity. Oh, weird. Celiac. Yeah. Fine. Okay, and then last question. Is it reversible in celiac? Is it like cerebellar atrophy? Is that ever reversible? I just don't understand how it could be. Weird. Yeah, really weird. Um, A 40-year-old female was being investigated for a familial movement disorder. A movement. Thank you. On CT of her brain, there was chordate atrophy with compensatory enlargement of the frontal horns of the lateral ventricles. Mm. What are we thinking? 
Yeah, about Huntington. And how is this condition inherited? Huntington is also more dominant. Very good. I agree, but let me triple check. Because I don't trust myself. Yeah. The patient has Huntington's disease, which is an autosomal dominantly inherited disease. The age at which symptoms occur is dependent on the length of the trinucleotide CAG repeat sequence, but mm. often at what age? Thirties. Mm, Forties. Okay. The example was thirty-seven, though. So Fine. Okay. Very good. The longer the CAG repeats, the nucleotide sooner. I, I get it. Yeah, I think something like that. Happy. Happy. Kind of girl.